Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All right, let's have some fun here with the buy, hold, sell heading into round 10. And I'm going to give you some possible replacements for Ryan Pappenhausen and also Cam Murray. So both of those guys are the two clear sells this week, giving, given the fact they're going to be out for at least a month. So you know, Murray's three to four weeks, but he would be in origin anyway. Uh, so we're giving it at least that four or so. Um, and I doubt that he'd back up in that game after. So I'm saying he's a clear sell and obviously Paps as well. Uh, just too expensive, I'd say, to, to be able to hold them that long. If you're someone that is running lower on trades in a head-to-head scenario, I'd say you could potentially hold either of them just because it would be harder to get them back at that expensive price. But other than that, they're the two real clear sells. A lot of the other low scorers this week really should be given another chance, whether it be um, the, the two Alungis, whether it be the Schneiders, the Tamari Martins. There's, there's a few guys like that, I think, that are, are worth holding this week and giving another crack. And if they are poor again, um, then you could definitely move them on. And, and there's a few on the fringe as well with Ben Hunt, who could be a hold or a sell, I completely understand, but we'll speak about him in here. But first, we're going to start with Matty Burton, and he's been uh, a very frustrating player to start the season. Obviously, had a, a decent start with the 62 in round round two there. But since then, it's been really poor. On the footy field as well, he hasn't been great. Like The, the run meters have been super low. Uh, but heading into the last week there, he hit 140 run meters. So the two games he scored well, he's run for over 100 meters, which, you know, doesn't uh, leave too much of the imagination as to what he has to do to continue to score that way. And and you look at the amount of ta- the, the try assists and, and the tries he has. He has one try, guys, and he, and he only has the, the two try assists there across this whole season. And that's obviously not good enough. But coming off a 52 and an 82 in, in fantasy terms now, he's really improving uh, his output. And I think now with the, the run that they have over the next bunch of weeks with, with the, the Knights, the Tigers, the Dragons, also the you know the Penrith Panthers in round 13. I think this is the time to jump on. And you're looking at a 597 clip, which is only in that low 40s you know, to mid 40s average there, which shows in his 45.7 uh, there. So if you think you can score anywhere above that sort of 45 to fi- anywhere in that 45 to 50 mark, then Burton's your man at the halves and, and the centers. If you're looking to upgrade someone or um, or trade, if you have enough wing fullback cover, you could trade Paps to, to Burton, for example, for sure there. All right, Joshy Jackson, so seven, uh, six, six, 676 now, 
Priced under the 50 mark, the middle and the edge jewel, owned by, what, 14 out of the top 100, 10% of the top 5,000. So obviously not a crazy amount there. And if you bring him in, you bring him in, bring him in for the pod potential. And you know, as I said, he's under that 50 mark there. And, and with 55 minutes, he should be able to score somewhere in the mid-40s, right? He was a bit on and off at the start of the season. Just the, the run meters and stuff was a little bit low for him, which was you know a little bit unusual, uh, apart from that one game there. And the tackle numbers were heaps lower. So since then, he's really up that. Yeah. Even in that 55-minute last game last week, he had 40 tackles. So definitely in there working a lot harder than he was in those first few games, which is really interesting because not, that's not him as a player. So I think we can scrap that first bunch of games and really just focus on round five onwards where he started playing the bigger minutes and getting over 50 scores. And if you think he can average over 50 for the season, you have a nice dual position guy that's pretty well a keeper. Uh, at the back end of last year, he was one of the premier keepers. Uh, so he has that potential as well. Definitely an option this week or, or in the coming weeks as well. Up to you on Joshy Jackson there. David Clement we should speak about as well. Surprised over 50 now, but has been averaging 57. So very much an 800K type of player at the moment. And you see these games since uh, obviously round, sorry, round eight there and nine, a 71 and a 59 and a 71 in round six. So obviously a lower minute game in that uh, round seven, which was, you know, not been similar to what he's done the last two weeks. And I don't know if that 64 and 65 minutes is going to be consistent. And that's probably the worry with bringing in Clemmer is those minutes. So if he can get anywhere around the 65 minutes uh, on a regular basis, he's upped his offloads numbers, his, his tackles are obviously decent and the run meters are high. Um, so a little bit of attacking stat in there to get that 71 and 59. But that's the question you've got to ask yourself. Is he going to be getting those minutes going forward or is he going to go back to about the 50 mark? And, You've seen, obviously, in games in previous years, at the start of 2021, he was playing some big minutes, a few in the 70s there. He has done big minutes in the past there. In you know, games where he'll go 64, and then he'll go 66, um, 61, back to 50, 57. There's a few different things like that uh, across the years. And he's obviously playing a lot better now, and, and their forward pack hasn't been delivering as much, and Clemmer has been. So will they continue to do that? That is a risk you've got to ask yourself on, on Clem there. And you're paying, you're paying a little bit of a premium, um, to the market, obviously, at 720k. When you have guys like Carrigan and you have guys like Josh Jackson around that six, uh, around the same price, 676 and 677. So Paddy Carrigan just doesn't have the jewel. That's the only difference with him and, and Jackson and, and potentially some of the scoring. So when Carrigan's played good minutes this year, we have uh, you know, 57, 58, 68, uh, and now a 64 upon return. He's delivered really well. He's got you know, some really, really nice scores. One score under 50 there, and then 55-plus has been where he's at. So for Carrigan there, the attacking stats haven't really been there. He had a tri-assist last week. Um, but you know, he's got randomly one, two offloads a game, and, and only one game with, with good tackle bust. So his points has been coming mainly from base, you know, pretty close to 45, uh, pretty close to 50, sorry, in the base stats there. And if you think you can continue that, uh, even when, when Payne Haas is there. And if you look at those first, uh, you know, two of the first three games, he was able to do that. So if you think you can do that going forward, then he's going to be a great option for your side. But no, I think you are getting a little bit of a discount. Even if he doesn't perform incredibly well, he's going to be about a 50-point average type of guy, and and that's a 700K mark. So you're not really going to lose out from, from Carrigan, and you could have some really nice big scores in amongst that. So that's Paddy for that one there. All right, Tohu, here he is. So 763K comes in. That obviously hasn't played a game this year. And and for those that are new to fantasy, Harris is one of our guns that plays through the middle for the Warriors. And, and in his first game, he is coming in playing on the edge. And, and you know naturally, 
in his games off in on the, in the second row back when he played for the Storm weren't amazingly well uh, didn't go amazingly well you see there's games here where he got a couple of 70s in 2021 uh, a couple of 40s but a lot of time he was named in the second row and he'd moved to the lock position and if you see those lock scores here nothing under a 60 from round 5 uh, to round 11 there which was you know a special time for him last year um, and those you know the game actually didn't score under 60 from the first from first game all the way until round 12 so Tohu is one of our uh, one of our guns, and he will get back to that stage. I just don't think he's going to be someone to pick up right now. But I just wanted to do, put him in this video to have him on our radar because he is going to be one of those mid fifties to sixties type of scorers. He uh, he will offload as well. Yeah, it's not all the time, but sometimes he'll have two to three offloads in a game, which is going to obviously increase his scoring as well. Jaiara, I think if you've got him, I think you're holding him. I wouldn't be bringing him in, but you, we just wanted to show you what what happens when he plays in the lock position. He has some 40-minute games in there. I think he'll probably play a little bit more. The random game there with the 78 and 59 minutes. But overall, for Jai there, there's a bunch of games where he's got mid-50 scores and around the 50 mark in that lock position, around that 52, 50-ish minutes, a bunch of 40 scores, a few 50s. So he's going to be fine. I think you just continue holding him to around 13. He'll make origin and you can make a decision from there. Benny Hunter, 615k now. He gets obviously fairly cheap uh, with a higher break-even, unfortunately, but... He can obviously he is obviously someone that could get that at any time, and and right now you're getting him at a you know, pretty well close to his average. And if you think he, he's going to get can continue scoring under 45 as an average, then I think it's your time for you to sell him. If you think he can get back to about a 50 average, then he's obviously underpriced from that. So up to you how you want to play this. You've obviously lost all your money right now, um, and potentially can drop a little bit lower. I think he's going to bottom out around 600, 580. You know he'll probably sit for a little bit and then head back up if the Dragons can improve as a team and he can eradicate some of these missed tackles because, you know, frankly, it's just not good enough for them over the seven, the six, and the nine the last three weeks is, is not good enough. He wasn't getting that at the start of the season, for example, if you want to look at it like that. Um, previous years, he is like that mid, you know, three, four, five missed tackle type of guy in no matter what he plays, whether it's, you know, playing for playing for the Maroons or, you know, even in those games, he's got 41 and 41 tackles, five um, misses, for example, kicks out a dummy half. There's a bunch of different scores there, but... Yeah, so really had a great start at 85 and a 60, and then it's just been pretty poor. But the 47, 50, and 46, if you can get at least back to that and potentially better uh, with some you know, slightly lower missed tackle numbers and some, you know, he's obviously had good kick meters the last bunch of games, which has saved him. But you know, tackles and the missed tackles have been a killer, and the lack of attacking stats uh, over the last two games, especially, has really hindered him. But if you think you can get back to it, he has games against the Titans, the Warriors, uh, the Bulldogs, and the Cowboys the next four weeks. So. With the chances of him not playing Origin as well, potentially, they could play Reed on there. I know he's got that great versatility in number 14, and he's played super well, so I'd assume that he'd get it. Um, but again, if you're not wanting him in your side because he's going to play Origin and he hasn't been scoring well, then I can understand you trading him out as well. So he's close to that that sell. Perhaps, obviously, a 756 uh, being out for a long period of time is going to be a sell, uh, but you can sell. You can understand why people would like to hold him as well with the types of scores that he can achieve. So just want to throw him in there as well. All right, Benny Chaboyevich. So the question comes now is, is he good enough to keep his spot in the centers? Now that Tommy's back, for example, um, yeah, does, he keep that yeah, does, he, does he keep that opportunity? He played obviously in the second row and killed it last week. And if he continues to do that, he's probably going to keep his spot in the team in some capacity, whether it's in the centers or yeah, they obviously have Schuster who's going to come back in the second row. So you doubt it'd be there, but at least off the bench, but that, does, you know, that obviously doesn't help us out at all. I think Benny, can he earn his spot on the team? 
yes or no. Um, is you know one of the boys going to come back just when they're when they're back re- when Parker's back ready when when Harper, when Harper they're going to give him another chance all these types of questions here so I think you got to make that decision if you he's obviously going to play this week but going on from here will he continue to play each week I'm not sure if he does he's going to make a lot of money so that's what you need to think about with Benny um, he's not going to obviously get uh, two tries and a try assist every week so just keep that in mind so he might be a thirty to thirty ish type of guy in the centers. Is that good enough to make you know, 150, 200K which to, to nullify the risk? I don't think so. Trindle, very interesting. We get him obviously at a higher break even, having lost a fair bit of cash over the last bunch of weeks, um, considering he's been playing a lot off the interchange bench. He gets a chance at seven. It's going to be for a few weeks now. Hines most likely going to be an origin. So you're going to get him uh, playing through that period uh, in some capacity as well. So I can understand why people would use him as a cash down or a cash out uh, with a potential chance to score well and make a little bit of cash. We've seen what he's done when he's actually started in the halfback position. Uh, <coughs> sorry, guys. Through the back end of 2021, um, obviously played 5-8, but went, uh, scoring okay. But when he moved to half, and he was, he was the dominant kicker in the team, he had scores at 87, 46, 60, 70, 49, 56 there, uh, and you know, did really, really well. So he's definitely someone that could come in, score really well for you, make a bit of cash, and, and help you out um, You know, heading into the next bunch of weeks. So that's... That's the, the thoughts on Trindle and a very sneaky cash cash cow option over this period because we've seen what he's done before. Uh, we know he's not just someone like like, like we knew we thought with Ilias who could come in and score well, but we didn't know. With with Trindle, we know that he can come out and do that well. All right, Adam, Adam Elliott. So 447 now. He's obviously gained a fair bit of, ca- uh, fair bit of cash last week, about that 50K mark. Uh, owned by a decent percentage there, 40% of the top uh, 5,000. So he's obviously not a pod anymore and still has a low break even. So you can... You can Potentially pick him up this week if you like, if you wanted to downgrade a fair bit and upgrade elsewhere, but still wanted to keep a good score that's going to be fairly consistent, then Elliot could be your man. And coming off a 40, a 53, and a 51 the last three weeks without you know scoring tries, having assists and stuff like that, just being a fairly consistent score with a little bit of attacking stats in terms of tackle busts and offloads, then then Elliot can be your man at 447. I brought him in last week, and I think he's definitely a, a good potential option for your team. So, just got three to go uh, now before we jump into the uh, options in the wing fullback position uh, and also that mids and, and edges, but I think I've spoken about those guys. So, we'll just go through the um, the list of the, the outside backs there. All right, Tulangi, 438. Obviously, he had a, a lower game last week. Break even, still not super high. But if you look at his scores, he had obviously 18 in a 51-minute effort, which is his closest effort to what he just achieved last week, obviously in a full 80. But those missed tackles are really, really high. His tackle numbers are usually higher than that. Meters gained has obviously had a bunch of lower ones, but he had the error in his game this week, which is his first one of the year. It just wasn't a game for him. And you look at who they're coming up against, obviously the Cowboys and the Bulldogs next few weeks. So he could potentially continue to get some of those stats. Going to be some closer games. The so tackle should be high for him. Still got that 80 minutes, but just had a poor game. And I think you'll, you know, they'll stick a rock, rocket up him and he'll, uh, he'll improve from there. Because the three games before in, in big minutes, 66 being his lowest, he had a 44, 45, and 40. If he can get back to that, he's still got a fair bit of money to make. I just don't think he's an urgent sell at this point. He's owned by a big percentage of people. Whether you decide to play him this week or not, with Payne Hass back, if you, if you have that opportunity not to play him, then you could do that um, and just go for Max King or someone like that instead. But definitely... Uh, yeah, just someone to think about as potentially holding this week, if you like. All right, Ted, definitely the easiest clear option just to trade Pap to, to him. So we just want to just want to dive into him a little bit more. Obviously, a super low start to the year and averaging fifty two point seven and priced accordingly. According to that, now 
but he's lower break even now means he should be able to get a little bit higher with uh, coming off three really good scores. So just coming into his own now, uh, running for big meters, and we know what happens when he does that. He scores incredibly well. So that's Ted for now. He's um, been doing a great job, and I think he can continue doing that. Obviously, finally scoring some tries, and I think that that's going to be in his game over the next few weeks. But he does have a nice, a, a very tough run with Parramatta, Penrith, and Cronulla, and then heads off to Origin. So up to you whether you want to go to him or you can you know, just use one of your, your bits of cover, and you can trade Pap to a different position. Completely up to you. But Ted's still going to be good uh, against those good teams anyway. All right, so I just wanted to go into uh, potentially some wing fullback options. So obviously, if you're looking at my team here, You've got Nico Hines, you've got Taylor May uh, as obviously two guys that majority of people should have, so I'd be playing them for sure. And then your other wing fullbacks, for example, we will go through. So Tommy's obviously an option, but I think he'll be straight into origin. Uh, so similar similar scenario to Teddy. I think Ted will probably play a little bit better over the next three weeks. Um, Tommy hasn't shown us that he can do it yet this year, uh, but he will at some point. And if you go a little bit cheaper, I can't believe Ronaldo got up to 6.18. That was an incredible run from him. Joey Manu is obviously a great option. He you know, is, is obviously a, a team that's not going to be playing. Sorry, they are playing in that round 13 by. So he could be someone that you bring into your side. And I've seen a few people debating whether it's Joey Manu, whether it's Scotty Drinkwater. And I think, gee, it's going to be hard. I think both are going to probably average about the same, if I'm honest, around that 45 over that period. So Manu had a little bit of a slow start to the season, had a bunch of good games, has been up and down. I think Roosters have that opportunity to get better as a side. Drinky's come into a Cowboy side that's been really on a, on a tear, on a really good run. And if they happen to falter a little bit, then his scores could drop a little bit as well. He's never been a superstar scorer. He's always been around that 45. So if you think you want either of them at that price and, and at that scoring potential, then they're the guys. Manu had obviously a bit of a bigger run last year with um, scores in the mid-60s for a good period there. So there are two options for you. Toa, I think, is a no. Gutho, you could as well, but they don't play around 13, so it's a little bit of an issue. Uh, if you're looking at other guys there, you've got you've got Ruben Garrick, and he's obviously a, definitely a sneaky one there. Just I think he's probably a little bit too expensive with how Manly are playing. Like obviously, he's playing decent, but he's not benefiting too much, and now he's back on the wing. I think yeah, he's going to score a little bit better at fullback, for example. Val Holmes is an option, but not really a, a big fan of bringing in a mid-ranger at this point. I feel like... If he had a chance to make a little bit of money, you have a go on a bit of a run, um, then yes, you could trade him, trade him in, trade him out, and make a bit of cash, get some decent scores. But I don't think that's going to happen for him uh, in centers. I just think he's going to be around that forty-point score up and down on a week-to-week basis. Nick Manny, people have spoken about. I uh, spoke about him in that previous video, so if you didn't catch that, jump into the team list one where I uh, spoke about him in, in a bit of detail. But uh, just the price point's a bit weird, just under five hundred k there. If you're looking at other guys. There's really not much, hey. That's why I just wanted to jump in and show you that if you have the cover, if you've got Cola, if you've got Crichton, if you've got Taylor May, if you've got Hines there, if you've got Hines in the halfback position, I'd potentially bring him back and bring in a half instead um, as a potential option for you. Other than that, there's really not much, hey. Like if you if you want to get into it, um, there's really not much. So that's that. I'd probably just put all I want to go through in this video, the buy, hold, sell. Um, plenty in it. I hope that that helped you making your trades this week. If you are going to hold steady, that would be cool as well. Uh, I've seen a lot of people under the 20 mark now, which is um, gets a little bit scary when you start in the in the low 30s there, uh, and you're not even halfway, and, and already down to that when you're probably going to trade heavy through the buy period. But uh, it is what it is. It is uh, fantasy, and we we, are, we all have that rage trade, that's for sure. So 
Uh, if you are new here, guys, I, I hope you appreciate this video uh, and all the insight I've given you. All I'd, all I'd ask for in return is a nice like on the video and a subscription to the channel would be great. Pop that notification bell on, guys, and join that Discord group as well. If you're not sure how to do it, the link is down there in the banner. Um, and just message if you want the official link if you can't uh, copy and paste that. But there you go, guys. That's that one. We'll catch you in another one. See you guys. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.